Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This week, no voice of reason. We did this via Zoom with Lindsay Glazer out in Vegas. Check her out. Check this out on my YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy, if you want to see this episode. Check out Lindsay and her upcoming dates. Check out my upcoming dates at paulfcomedy.com. I had some issues with my website. If you were one of those people that got on there and there was some CAPTCHA bullshit, can you let me know and screenshot it to me at pfarvargmail.com? I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what the fuck is going on with it. I'm trying to get a coding expert, I guess. I, I contacted the host, hosting people, whatever I could. I don't know. If you know anything about it, let me know too. Follow me on Instagram, please, if you haven't already. Um, I'm at Innings Fest tonight. Depending on when you hear this, I'll be in Innings Fest in Arizona. Come say hi if you are at Innings Fest. Then I'll be at House of Comedy in Arizona with my friend Tony B on February 28th, House of Comedy in Arizona. Then I'm headlining Hey Nani in Arlington Heights on Friday, March 3rd, Laugh Factory the next night. Then I'm off to Looney Bin in Wichita, March 9th through the 11th, working with my friend Gabriel Rutledge. Then headlining Helium in St. Louis, March 12th, uh, Sunday in St. Louis. Please check that out. Or if you know anyone in St. Louis, please come have them check me out. I'll be in Florida at Innings Fest in Tampa. Then off the hook in Naples in March as well with Brett Ernst for a week. And then with Adam Carolla. Please check those shows out. And then I'll be back headlining Zanies in Old Town on Tuesday, April 4th. Tickets are available right now. That show should sell out. Please help make that possible. That's it. A uh, bunch of stuff coming up soon. I got a big announcement about the podcast. Um, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Tell me what you think of these upcoming episodes. And I promise you, I will go through all the reviews that you guys have been leaving me. Uh, if you have any reviews or if you haven't reviewed one and you want me to talk about it, Please give us a five-star review anywhere you're listening right now. Uh, subscribe if you don't already. And check out our sponsors. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here. Uh, we're doing this via Zoom, and I have my guest. If you're watch, if you're listening, you can go watch this on my YouTube channel, uh, Lindsay Glazer, all the way from Las Vegas. Hey, Lindsay. What's up, Paul? Thanks for having me. I'm sorry I couldn't get into Chicago. I know we were trying to make it work. Yeah, well, we were both never in the same. I thought we'd be, because we both travel in the same kind of circuits, I was like, oh, maybe we'll be in the same city because you go to Florida a lot. I go to Florida. I said, I oh, maybe we'll... So I said, fuck it. Let's just do it by Zoom so we can get it done before you're no longer single because I don't That's want that right. to happen. That's right. So, Lindsay, you have a, an awesome background for this show. First of all, you're a lawyer like myself, so we're better than 90% of society. Um, absolutely kindred spirits were better that's yeah probably why we're single is our attitude that's probably <laughs> true too and then we're also comedians and you're also hilarious and you're also uh very you were married right I was married yes I was and now you're divorced I sure am so you can look at this through a different perspective on this show I tell people constantly the thesis the theme is marriage is an outdated institution what say you? I mean, I actually agree with the idea that marriage is an outdated institution. I listened to Esther Perel. I think she's got, it's Perel, right? Not um, P-E-R-E-L, not Purcell, like the soap. I think she's got some great ideas. Uh, you always see the joke about like polyamory makes sense because who, why can one person afford, one person can't afford a house now? 
But if yeah. you think about it from like the standpoint of it takes a community to raise a village. And, you know, I'm from Peoria, Illinois, a small village. But no one stays in that small village anymore. Now you go out and you're in different towns. So you don't have your aunt and your mom to babysit. It's not the same. And unless you can afford a live-in nanny, you are raising that kid with your with your spouse or on your own if you get divorced. And it is hard. It's yeah. hard. It's exhausting. And I think women that now, so. Yeah, now women have rights, good or bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying they do. You know, uh, men, you know ignored. Women have rights now. <laughs> yeah, so it's a different world out there. But I feel like women who've had children and are divorced have the best of both worlds, right? Because you get a break <laughs> from, from motherhood. You get to explore your lives. And then you also have had children, so you don't have, like, some bi biological clock saying, well, if I want to have kids, I have to do it before, you know, a certain period of time. And you have I, that that right now. So you've ha you already have uh, you've birthed children or children ch child. So birth child child singular. Yeah, agree with that. I, I I part of it. I agree with the fact that I'm not like I need to date someone who wants to have kids right away. So there's no pressure. I don't want any kids. I don't want to get married again. Marriage is actually hurtful for a woman who makes more money than the man. It can only hurt you financially. I would never get married again unless it was like a billionaire and he didn't want me to sign a prenup because that makes sense. But other than that, I mean, speaking of which I do have a date, second date with the tech bro tonight, but um, from the <laughs> standpoint of, Oh, women get a break from their parents when they're divorced and they're not as busy. Mm, no women become single moms when they're divorced because likely in marriage, even if the guy was a stay at home dad, men in general tend to be less organized than women at appointment making. Right. And I don't know if that's just a function of like where girls are in society and how you're taught. But I still make all the doctor's appointments, all the dentist appointments, deal with all the insurance, like super billion on the back end. And that in itself, like if right. I like people are like, oh, you should have an assistant. I don't want an assistant. I want just a person who deals with fucking insurance. Right. That maddening. And just like so many things like my kid goes to therapy and well, and on Friday, I got this message. I said, hey, you're saying I owe you 350 bucks. I don't owe you any money because you're billing me as a cash payment. I have insurance. And I'm like, well, you never provided your insurance card to us. And I'm like, here's an email from September 2020 yeah. where I provided you my insurance. You know, And right. I feel like this is especially true in both Vegas and Florida. I live on both coasts. I spend an inordinate amount of time fucking proving to providers that I did what they asked me to do. Because people are both dumb and arrogant. I'm from the Midwest. I was taught you can be kind and dumb or arrogant and smart. I am surrounded by people who are arrogant and dumb. And yeah. it is it is infuriating. And I say women do almost all the emotional, 95% of the emotional labor that comes with, oh, the kid doesn't seem to be reading well. We need to get her tested for dyslexia. We need to go to this therapy. She needs physical therapy. She needs OT. Yeah. The school doesn't call the dad. They have both parents on the thing. The school never calls the dad. The teachers call the mom. Yeah, they know. They know because they wanted to get done. If they send me an email that the kid's been late, it wasn't my week. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you, uh, do you think that, uh, I don't know who the, the SC Perel you were talking about. Is there a way, and, and then you're a lawyer too, and I brought this up to divorce lawyers. Is there a way do you see in our lifetime that marriage will become a renewable contract? I know I've talked about it a lot. People are starting to talk about it more where it's not till death do you part, where 
it is some sort of like agreement and then divorce doesn't become messy or is that just we a pre We already have that. We had that for gay marriages. You sold it like gay couples before they had rights or like adopting each other so they could be in hospital room. We're seeing a lot of that. I mean, Nevada is a community property state, so it's a little different. You already have like that civil, what's it called? You probably remember. Civil union. Yeah, yeah, but there's a word for it. Um, um, something. Happiness. What? Happiness, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Common law wife is the word. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And so we already have a form of that. What I think would be interesting, Esther Perel is a relationship expert who talks about monogamy being outdated and why polyamory makes sense and why people cheat and how they're not really not in love with their partner, but they're just looking for something else that they've like missed a lot of stuff about themselves. Now, I say that I've never cheated on anyone. Like I'm so type A that in college i was about to kiss another guy with a boyfriend and before i kissed him in the hot tub i like got out of the hot tub to break up with my boyfriend like i'm that that person but <laughs> i do see like the argument about if one person cheats it's both of your fault you take each other for granted you end up in this thing that is more about there was a book written by a person who went to dartmouth and i wish i would have read it before i got married and it's about how marriage is a business partnership and it is and if I had looked at marriage as a business partnership, I would have seen the red flags for my marriage to my husband much earlier. Yeah. We have a good parenting relationship. He's a good dad and he's a bad partner, which I say is way better. You don't want a good partner and a bad dad. That's way worse for your kid. We right. are very lucky. I had a prenup and the only thing to argue about is custody. And I wasn't going to try and prevent my kid from seeing the dad. So right. better than 99.9% .9 of couple. But What's go ahead. Yeah. No, let's talk about the uh, hot tub breakup for a second. <laughs> okay. Have you done that in other situations where you're you think you're about you want to hook up with someone and you just say you call someone you're like hey I want to be on a break. Is that like a move that you've done more than the hot tub time? No, no. When I broke up with the guy in the hot tub, I broke up with him. Not like a break. Okay. Not like I know, right? But have you done other things similar to that? That uh, no. Okay. That would be funny if that's like your move. When it, like, be, I don't cheat, I just break up with someone. I'm like, hey, we're fighting. I want to break up, and then the next day you're like, okay, everything's cool. And then you Real just... quick, I want to Ross and Rachel. Like, yeah, right. It's like the Friends episode. I'm what about? Start... Go ahead. What? Yeah, it's a good move. Break up right before, and then be like, we were on break. Um, now that you're single, you're in Vegas, and that's a transient city. So I'm get... and you travel too, but like. Do you ever match with people? Because every time I go to Vegas and I go on the dating apps, I, I don't do it anymore. Everyone's like, you must be Vegas local. Like it's in capital fucking letters. Are you like that? Or are you willing to go out with someone if they're like travel to Vegas, you know, four or five times a year or whatever? No, I'm willing to go out with someone if they're looking for a long-term relationship, if they're traveling to Vegas, especially if we have something in common. They're from Chicago, New York. We have Midwest roots. They tend to be more stable. Like, as you know, everyone in Chicago went to kindergarten with each other. They get married. Everyone knows each other. <laughs> There's value. I thought you were going to say Chicago is stable. I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Absolutely not. Okay, go ahead. Right. There's yeah, values. Agree. Um, I don't say that, but I get quite a few people on dating apps being like, I'm looking for a short-term relationship. And then they write me. I'm like, dude, women don't need a dating app to fuck. I can walk into any green room and yell who wants to fuck me. And so can any girl. Well, sometimes... <laughs> There's like uh, different levels. I think sometimes like I don't, a long-term relationship to me is like three months. Is that not, <laughs> is that not right? I mean, like, I'm not looking to just fuck. I want someone that's like going to be around and that I don't have to, cause I don't want to like, I don't want to have multiple partners, but I also don't want to like get married or have something significant. So that's interesting. When I hear short-term relationship, I hear, I just want to fuck. 
maybe I'm wrong for thinking that because. No, you might be right. I don't know. I think everyone has a different look on those apps. Like everyone has a different interpretation. You know, someone will say like they're, they're very religious and they, they really, all they do is go to church like on Christmas, but who knows? Like everything is, it's all subjective. But to me, if you're looking for a long-term relationship, you're looking to get in a serious relationship with the next person you match with. Not, so, okay. yeah. not everyone. So when I look at it, I want a serious relationship. I like monogamy. I heard Jay Washington's podcast and I agree with him. It's not that I need the relationship, but it's very lonely being single. I do better in a relationship, especially one who can like be there to cheer you on. Comedy is a mess. People are insecure. They're jealous. It's like, I spend so much time just going to woo, you know, trying to like keep the toxicity off of me. It's particularly bad in Vegas, but it's bad everywhere. Yeah. And it's good for everyone. And everyone experience, I mean, it's different for guys and girls, but the guys experience it too. And it's just, I spend a lot of time going, all right, let's compartmentalize this. Let's compartmentalize this fucking bullshit. And it would be very helpful to have someone who's like your rock. I do better. Like, hey, I'd like to have five rocks, but like when people talk to me about polyamory, they told me, Lindsay, it's not just that like five guys are serving you. It's that you have to be emotionally available for all those five guys. I'm like, okay, yeah, never mind. That's a lot. Like, it's just five guys doing active services for me. Hey, let's do polyamory. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend who's not a comic, Mark, he told me, he's like, Lindsay, I think you confuse boyfriends with employees. I'm like, they can be both things. Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, I know you're right. It is. You need someone that understands the business too. Like I've been in relationships with people that are like, it takes a while to train someone to know what the fuck we're dealing with. Cause they'll yeah, be like, yeah. if, you're on, if you're on, like I eat dinner after my shows, but a lot of times people will misinterpret that as a booty call. I'm like, Hey, you, we're not going to hook up. I just want to go get food and like talk to someone normal. I don't want to go out and get drunk with comedians. So there's like a time and place for that. And it takes a while to get someone to that level. And that's why I think that a lot of comedians end up hooking up with other comedians, which I am strongly against. What's say no you? Way. Never done it. No way. You don't. I don't stick my pen in the company ink, so to speak. Right. You're a lawyer. I figured you were. You understood that, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I like. That's what sucks. But you are in Vegas, so there's a lot of people that have the same schedule, same hustle. So like, you can date musicians. You can date people that are in. I would love to date a music producer or someone who works at a show because they're comedy adjacent, but not right. in comedy. That's, that's perfect. That's the way to go. What? What? So has that worked? Have you been able to do that? Um, I've been on dates, but nothing like happened like that. Um, I I mostly seem to match with like tech bros or technology guys because from a wealth standpoint, I was a lawyer before. I'm not looking to be anyone's bank mommy. Um, from a wealth standpoint, they seem to match on a wealth level. And also I get along with them and they just have stuff that's interesting to me. I find gaming, I know nothing about gaming, but I find it interesting. Like, um, I don't know if you know this, but in gaming, you actually, there's a, you age, you know how you age out in comedy as a woman? Well, in gaming, you actually age out every five years because the technology is changing so oh, fast. Yeah. brain gets older, it can't, it can't grasp the new technologies easier, which is why you see gaming companies hiring like 21 year olds. Right. And I find that sort of thing, like fascinating. Like I want to go out, I meet people a lot after shows too. And I'm like, I want to go out and I want to talk about that. What did you do? Right. Like I, I almost stopped telling people I was a comic online. But also it helped me to promote my shows, telling them I yeah. was a comic <laughs> Yeah. Oh, people listen to the podcast just from like from the from me being on dating apps. So it was yeah. or people say to me, but then you get some shit like, maybe you could take me out to coffee. I've always wanted to be a comic. And I'm like, fuck you, block. No. Yeah, no, that's the worst. 
But it does get lonely. Like, I get why people are sleeping with other comics. Like, it's when I was a public defender, that happened too. You were always in the courtroom. So public defenders slept with prosecutors and judges because that's where you were. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't see that where I did. But I did when I first started my first job out of law school. I I I slept with everyone in my office, which was I was (laughs) so stupid, so stupid, like secretaries, (laughs) lawyers, paralegals. I was just an idiot. Everyone hated you. No, I think I got away with it because I was just so dumb and naive. <laughs> but uh, and it was a different time. But um, let me ask you this: What about lawyers? Have you dated other lawyers before? I also don't dip my pen in the company. Now maybe yeah. it's different because I testify as an expert witness. I'm not really in the courtroom in the same way. So I yeah. date a judge, but they don't make enough money now. So like back in the day, they made more money. But yeah. I was talking to DC Benny about this, who's my good friend. I was saying there, there's been plenty of comics who have hit on me, and recently I will say this. There was a comic who hit on me recently and he was older than me by a lot. And I actually did feel attracted to him. I did not let him know that, know that. And he was significantly older than me. And I really Red liked buttons. Him. What? Red buttons. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just was thinking like an old comic. No, go ahead. No. And I liked him and he's a nice guy. And I, I even said to DC Benny, I was like, Hey, can I trust this guy? And he's like, yeah. But like the thing is, like I, I talked to DC about it and I'm like, you know, and Dean Napolitano, who you probably know too, in Florida. And I tell them, I'm like, dude, I know I shouldn't date comics, but it's so lonely. Like it's just yeah. like just so lonely that sometimes, you know, I you know, I told DC, I'm like, sometimes you're like just desperate because you know, I've had comics I've connected with on that level and I've been like, oh, maybe, you know. And but then it's the problem is then when you break up, everyone's fucked. Yeah. So it's just like I, and, I and, you so. can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, that's the common sense. Also, male comics can't keep a secret at all. All yeah, of them, big mouth. Needs, yeah, that's true. Well, with lawyers, for me, I wouldn't date other lawyers. I did it a lot, but I just feel like we're both. If you're both on that same level, it's almost like comedy where you're just kind of like not that you want to argue, but like you have to win, especially if you're a litigator. So like, yeah, rather be right and happy, and lawyers would rather be right. It's, right, it's hard to be. Yeah, we rather be right than happy. That's a good way to say it, and that's a lot like comedy in a way too. Like it's like right over happiness. That's like, and that's hard if you're in a relationship. And I wonder if you and I, both being lawyers, both being comedians, are. That's almost like two strikes against us in a lot of ways, right? Because we're again smarter than most people. Uh, and then we're also funnier than most people. So it's like, you're already fucked. You, the, the pool has gotten less. But I really hate, this doesn't happen to guys. Did you hear Nikki Glazer saying about, she thought, oh, great, when I get more famous, I'll be able to pull guys like Pete Davidson. And then she said, but here's the thing. The reason Kim Kardashian and other um, people can pull male comics and Pete Davidson is males want to date people who think they're funny. Right. Females want to date people who think, they're funny and so like female i wish i could pull this clip so i get i understand the the premise is it's true i think guys are intimidated their egos are fragile they can't accept not being the funny one in the relationship and she put it in such good terms i'm going to send it to you later but i remember there were there was a famous comedian who was dating a friend of mine who's not that famous and they were both comics and i've heard this in more than one couple and a lot of times that non-famous comic was sometimes funnier on some days, just at lunch, than the famous comic, just at yeah. lunch. And those famous comics couldn't like handle it. Right. Because the ego gets involved. Then the other thing that happens is 
I've, I've been on dates with like neurosurgeons and like people who like just want to be famous or do comedy. And then they try and like give you like advice about how you. Oh, can God. Famous. Yeah. Especially from neurosurgeons who have God complex. And then you're saying, oh, yeah, you've <laughs> like something yeah. to think about. I have yeah. a family of neurosurgeons. I get it. My brother's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. It's the females would never say that to a guy comic, but guy doctors will say that to a female comic. So, what are the what are the worst since you've been single? How long have you been uh, separated now or divorced? It's 2019. About okay. So, what are the what are you are you going on dating apps exclusively or meeting in real life too? Both, but okay. I mostly meet everyone on Hinge or eHarmony randomly. Oh, um, wow, okay. I know it's weird, but um, someone told me about Match. The honest thing, the thing is, what will happen is I'll get on dating sites and 3,000 people will write me and I'll respond a lot in the beginning and then I'll just forget. So I have to like give you my phone number like right away else I like just won't pay any attention. I try and take it. I red flag as many people as I can and then I take it offline as soon as I can and then I meet you in person. See those grids behind me? That's how I treat my dating life too. One of those <laughs> is just my dating life. With, like, is that right? everyone i met yeah i turn around that calendar it's all just like this dude is this this dude is that i um i told mike mcgion once um we were meeting i was telling him that like dating so hard because my entire personality is type a like written it out like okay i have a goal let's fucking crush this shit oh by the way i'm spontaneous and i love walks on the beach but yeah at all i am not spontaneous i'm a person like what's a goal to crush it you gotta pull that way fucking back when you're dating yeah. no one likes like an intense like a type person like all right so we're on our third date where are we you know it's like crazy what are you are you attracting other type a's or are you attracting you're you got to be opposites right i would assume oh, okay oh. type a's other type a's are great for the bedroom and then you want to kill yourself outside the bedroom you want to kill each other <laughs> and yourself. but if you're too far type b the other way and then they're like relying on you to do everything i i'm so crazy that on my hinge profile my guy friends made me take this off I, I don't know if you know Michael Morello in, in Florida, but he's a very okay. good friend of mine. And my Hinge profile at some point said, if you aren't worth half a million dollars in liquid, you probably aren't a match unless you're an accountant or a tech bro. And I was just, and also I'm sick of being everyone's bank mommy. So my next relationship is going to be 110 you, negative 25 me. And Morello was like, all right, you sound insane. And you need yeah. to take, take it back a notch. Well, what I mean, what if they have a <laughs> job? Back like 17, 17 notches. Yeah, why can't they just be? What if you do make more money or you did make more money than I mean, now you're not making your are you still practicing law or no? I uh, well, I now I do investing companies. I practice law from like a, a test expert witness, gotcha. which makes yeah. more money than law. Right. Um, and I invest in companies and stocks. So sure. the problem is if you just have a seventy thousand dollar job, that's great. But now you're affecting my lifestyle because now I have to pay for stuff for you. Because you so, want to do stuff that's more like you want to go. It's not places. like I need to go to fancy restaurants or whatever. There's more practical things that go on. I don't want to have to think about we can't go to this restaurant because he'll feel like not a man if I have to pay. Just Got no. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's like a class, different levels of uh I know it sounds classes. It could rate. It could work, but it's not as likely to work. And I do much better with guys who are ten years older than me or more, who can handle the success. Because even when I was younger and successful, even guys who made more money than me did not like that I was close to successful as them. It, it like affected their ego. Maybe it's different now because we're older, mm -hmm. but it like affected their ego. And honestly, I don't have time to protect your ego. I've got shit to do. <laughs> what What's uh, What is your type? Other than okay, so we've talked about things like. 
do you have a physical type where you look at the guys and we line them all together? You'd be like, okay, they all kind of have a similar, what's the connection between them? Is it I, a like physical or... I mean, I like silver Fox guys and I like guys that have like big biceps, but mostly it's based on my connection to you. Like I, I really do. I think people think that I like care more about physical, but I really don't like that. You know, physical looks are fleeting. I've got to have an attraction to you physically but I really need to have more like of a soul connection. I think that's hard because I've got intimacy issues and I'm not that open all the time. So I have to work on being open. So sure. I have to drink when I go on a date, it loosens, you know, loops me up a little, loosens my tongue because otherwise I'm like, all right, how much money do you make? Where do you see <laughs> 10 years? What kind of car do you drive? What, um, in the house. what, uh, what about like other things? Are there deal breakers for you aside from, money and uh and the ability like ego ability to handle you uh being more successful or funny what's that like i mean some people now political politics are a huge deal breaker for kids younger kids now music type you know if you don't have a lot of things drugs alcohol i don't know some people for me i'm a music snob so if someone doesn't know about music it's difficult for me um that's really funny you say that i'm, I'm dating this guy also who loves me, but will not talk to me about music because he's in music style. And he says when I talk to anyone about music, makes him not like it. So I'd rather avoid the conversation. But he loves me. He tells me he's going right. to bury me. And he will not talk to me about music because I like he loves like Tool and like all that. Sure. Did you see that joke about like I started, I have a comic posted that said, I started listening to a Tool song in 1994 and it still hasn't ended. That's how I feel about Tool. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, like I, I know I dated a girl who listened to like like electronica, like dance music, but like in her car, everywhere. Like I'm like, okay, it's not a fucking club right now. Like, can we just listen to regular music? Like it was like nonstop. I'm like, this is how do you live your life? Like it just gave me headaches. I own a hair salon where we like served cookies and coffee and did DJ like that, like a club. I own it with my sisters and I couldn't go get my hair cut when the DJ was there. I'm like, fucking turn it off. Yeah. And I'm like a 90 year old and I, you know, in this body, like I'm like so much old. I've been like this since I was six years old. <laughs> I'm not the fun friend. I'm not fun. I have like loosened up on the pot thing. I think comedy made me do that because before I would have been like, you smoke pot, you know, you yeah. I do watch out neurosurgeons in general seem to have an adrenaline thing going on. Like, on the weekends, I parachute, and then we use cigar, but I'm like, all right, I want to watch Netflix, we're not a match. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out with someone who every weekend needs to go drink in the hottest restaurant and whatever, fly to Paris on their private plane. I I'm not, by the way, I'm, I'm thrilled if you have a private jet, but I don't want to try and break my neck every weekend. I'll go that's like your Yeah, that's like your type A, like, organized and not being spontaneous type thing. That, I mean, I can be loose within a thing. If you're like, hey, this weekend, are you free? Let's just hang right. out. Then I can do it. But I do not want to, like, you to just, like, show up on Wednesday and be like, pack your bags and then, like, fly me to Tanzania. Right. Yeah. Well, co know. comedians are kind of uh, adrenaline junkies, too. But I do understand what you're saying in that regard. What about if they, okay, so let's say you meet this guy. He's a music producer. Mm -hmm. He's uh silver fox. He's older. He's got huge biceps. He's, uh, everything, everything's great, but he's five one. Oh, I, I don't care about that. Like, okay. I'm just trying I, to find these. Deal well, I mean, first off, I'm five three. So if he's okay. five one, maybe that's 
that would be weird. But if he's like five four, my my last husband was five four. Um, I think that women are trained to like be attracted to the tall person okay. because it makes you feel safe and protected. But what makes me feel safe and protected is that you have a stable income. You can take care of me and handle your own doctor's appointments and I don't have to be your bake mommy. And also Jewish guys in general, from a cultural standpoint, are shorter. I don't have to date a Jewish guy now because it doesn't matter because I have a kid. That's the only way it matters. Right. But there is a cultural understanding from Jewish guys that I don't see in the in the same other other way. Like, okay. Same analogy. He's 5'4". He's a music pr producer, makes a lot of money, uh, but super disorganized in the sense that like he's always like has, he wants you to make the plans, but he pays for everything. He's like, hey, what do you want to do? And you're like, I don't know. You're like, well, then you have to make the plans, but you get to decide where you guys eat, where you go on vacation, all this stuff. But he pays for it. In and, I would, and I would take an extra money from him as a management fee for managing the relationship. <laughs> you can't take a management fee in a relationship. Why not? My therapist. He's fucking paying for everything. <laughs> no, he's already paying. My therapist is married. She told me this. She raised, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. She has like three kids and she says she does a lot more parenting. It used to make her so angry, but she manages the finances. So just every month she takes a parenting fee from him. And I thought that was brilliant. It's not like yeah. a huge thing. You can't like do that. No management fee. In this relationship, are, are you in or out? This is a guy. He's, a, he's, well, got, a, he's got a plane. And he's disorganized. He's got a plane. He's not disorganized. He's organized. But when it comes to... Date, re, dates and stuff like that. Oh, no problem. Not... Pain and I make the plans. That's not a big deal. Okay. What I know is I'm sick and I'm in the hospital. Can he take care of my kid, get her to school, come take care of me, manage the insurance? Yeah, he's reliable. Off my plate. Or is he rich enough that he has an assistant who can do that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, same analogy. Uh, he has a, a face tattoo. Are you in? Ooh, probably not. Face tattoo for <laughs> me scream i need help tattoos fine face tattoos so, like to me i don't know if this is probably you know i'm gen x not gen z or gen money i i can i've never seen a guy with a face tattoo i've been attracted to okay also, what if it's a neck tattoo what if it's a huge neck tattoo no but this looks like my jail clients now like they were turtlenecks mm, and i have to be like he has that neck tattoo because he's native american and it's some meaningful no tribe it's thing. not, not it's a like, tool tattoo it's a tattoo yeah, of the no, band no, tool no way i make impulsive decisions <laughs> i got this fucking chinese tattoo that i think means serenity and really means butt fuck no yeah. because that shows me that you committed to something without really thinking about it okay what if no tattoo but he's got a beard but it's like a fucking osama bin laden beard like <laughs> huge i'd never be attracted to that but guys no. who have a beard you're really okay are. with beards I love beards like Silver Fox like here, but not like long. I've never seen a guy with like a long beard. I've been attracted to <laughs> those guys are attracted to me all the time. Like okay. from, in comedy and out of comedy. I can think of 20 right now, randomly. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the deal breaker could be. What if there are there are there uh comedy types? Or deal breakers. What? Okay. okay, what about like comedy types? What if you guys don't like the same com comedy? Like it doesn't matter. Wow. So you're, it's pretty easy for you. You just have to have a lot of money organized and, uh, and older than you. I like. just want someone who can handle my, uh, so older than you is also better in the bedroom. They have more experience and it's also better because they're less jealous. They're more secure and they're likely to understand the hours. I dated a Marine once whose ex-wife cheated on him 
And just every time I was like out late at the comedy club and then call him back right away. He's like, where have you been? I'm like, dude, trust issues. Yeah. you know, you not trusting me or trusting me is not going to make me more likely to cheat on you. Just like that sort of thing where I need to respond to you right away. And um, also I have that happen a lot with dates where someone will text me and I'll take a while to text them back because I don't have my phone all the time. I'm with my kid, I, I forgot to charge it. I'm charging in the other room and it's on airplane mode. So it charges faster. And they're like, where have you been? I texted you. Oh, settle down. I yeah, have right. So older guys aren't on their phone like that. They don't expect that sort of thing. They're more present when you are together. I hate when you're out with someone and they can't get up off their phone. I'm like, what are you doing here? I could have just stayed at home and texted you. Right, right, right. What about, uh, so let me ask you this. Let's say you, you guys hit it off. First date, this guy, bearded but properly bearded, music producer, uh, but he doesn't live in LA or in Vegas. He's there five times a year. Uh, and he he's into you. Are you in? Doesn't have to live there. Yeah. Okay. I would date. I would date that person, but now I would be. We'd have to date ahead. him longer to see if we're a match. You don't know. You're not living together. It's different. Now here's the question. Okay, that makes sense. So here's a question for you then. Also, since you are Type A, are you the type of person where if, if it's a connection and you just you're physically attracted to them, uh, everything's going well on the first date. Are you gonna say, well, we can't? be physical because I have this rule or are you just like, fuck it, let bygones I mean, be I'll go around with you, but I won't sleep with you because I'm so type A. I've never slept with anyone whose um, STD test I haven't seen. <laughs> is that right? Oh my God, that's, a, well, you can wear a condom. What difference is You could wear a condom, but herpes can be transferred even with a condom. And uh, I remember my friend Moreau, when I told him this, like when we first became friends, he's like, you know, someone could Photoshop that. I'm like, you're right, they could. But if they went to the trouble of Photoshopping their right. STD that actually still shows me something. It well, also me- that's 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 implying that they know they have something, and that's illegal in some states to not disclose that you have uh, whatever, depending mm-hmm. on what it what is. What's that called? Um, what's that called? Um, when you have a condom on, but then you take it off, and you're still fucking the girl. It's like Friday she- night. No, no, you're <laughs> fucking the girl with a condom, and then you remove it without her permission. Oh. It's illegal in LA. Sheeting, shelving, someone—I can't remember exactly. Oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, it's illegal in LA and probably some places. Removing a condom during intercourse without letting the girl know. Not like it broke on accident. What if they know that you did it, but you didn't get consent? What's the rule on that? Like they did it. It's called stealthing. Stuffing? Stealthing. Oh, stealthing. Oh, wow. We learn something new every day. I'm putting that down. Stealthing. Yeah, if that happened, I would immediately get you out of there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't uh, sleep with people until I'm like really sure. I'll fool around with you. I won't be like, we can't kiss. It's the first date. I want to know if there's chemistry. And um, but yeah, also you gotta see his package, right? I mean, at some point yeah, you, gotta well, you gotta feel it. I mean, I don't need to see it, I can just feel it. I mean what if it's huge, but then it's got like weird shit going on? You gotta see it too. I mean, that's true. That's what the STD test is for. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they're like I was talking about that to DC Benny once when we were, uh, we were, uh, we were, we were saying no woman wants an 11 inch cock. No one's ever been like, I, I had like an early joke early on. I'm like, all right, you know, we're good with like seven to nine, whatever. And everyone's like seven to nine. Are you, Jew-? there's an old Jewish joke about why are Jewish women bad at math from squinting and going, that's four inches or whatever. <laughs> but um, that's not my joke. It's a street joke. Yeah. But, yeah. um, no woman wants to have sex that long. We've got shit to do. Hurry up and yeah, get it over. I know. I hear that a lot. Uh, 
Lindsay, we are out of time. We're out of time. This was so fun. I want to I want to hear more about stuff like this. Definitely when I'm in Vegas, we'll have to get you back on and do it in person. Where awesome. can where Yeah, when when well, I'm trying to. I'm I'm sending my veils. I haven't got anything for this year yet. What uh where can people find out more about you and uh, your upcoming shows and everything like that? You can go to www.lindsayglazer.com, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, G-L-A-Z-E-R.com. It's Lindsay Glazer Comedy on Instagram. Tomorrow, I actually have Ryan Talmo on my live talking about how to do comedy in Vegas. My next shows, I'm actually featuring for Mo Alexander at Stardom well, Wednesday Thursday. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm at Jukebox, headlining Peoria. Illinois for Valentine's weekend. Oh, this will be air. This will air after that, unfortunately. That's ah, well then. When will this air? So I can tell them where I am. Probably in March and March. So anything in you have in March. March? Yeah. Well, I'm in Canada, so none of you will be there. Oh yeah. I'm in for two weeks at uh, Absolute Comedy for the last two weeks. It's my first time in Canada. Have you done Canada yet? No, I haven't done Canada for comedy yet. Awesome. Well, that's where you can find me in Canada at Absolute in both Ottawa and Toronto. Well, go to your website. We'll have that uh, your Instagram too, so they can find you on Instagram as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Thank you. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me, other than that I was a comedian, is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or... Uh, Persian or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312 648 8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law. He handles other cat matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. But I'm still standing.